Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome on in to the 44th edition of the Counterpoint Podcast, a.k.a. Now, 44, another bad number in Eagles history. So I was looking at Eagles by numbers. This is the Bob Stringer episode of the Eagles podcast. And Bob Stringer, I feel like we all have a neighbor named Bob Stringer. So I'm going to look up Bob Stringer. I'm going to see what his history was with the Eagles. So he's a linebacker. Uh, probably a, a nasty linebacker. Unfortunately, passed away. So, uh, breaking news: Bob Stringer is no longer with us. He was with the Eagles on the uh, 1952 and the 1953 teams. Um, had an interception in either one of those years, and then they just let him go. So, uh, congrats, Bob. Uh, well, I mean, R.I.P. First, but uh, this is the Bob Stringer episode of the Counterpoint Podcast, brought to you by BGN Radio, BGNRadio.com, and. BleedingGreenNation.com, which I was just named as uh, one of the best Eagles Twitter follows. Um, I mean, so is everyone else in the entire Twitterverse, I think. But uh, a very distinguished honor. Thank you, Brandon Lee Gouton. If you ranked it, you probably should have put me number one. But uh, that is fine for now. Next year, rank them. And if I'm not in the top five, mm, there might be a little bit of a problem. So, um, yes, Counterpoint 44. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode with, with Jimmy last, well, two weeks now. I've, last week, be completely honest with you in the trust tree, uh, I, was producing, I was producing the afternoon show here. Uh, I was really dialed in, and uh, I was getting down here at like 10 in the morning and pretty much working up until the show, and I just want to make sure I crushed that um, before worrying about counterpoint. And there was, but actually, there was like a lot of stuff going on last week. A lot of counterpoint, like related things going on last week that I really am mad I didn't get to, but I'm gonna get to to it today um, because I don't know, just choosing to get to it today. So, um, so on today's uh, episode, we have Jack's headlines, of course. We have training camp starting tomorrow, or when you're listening to this, training camp starting today, and of course the counterpoint mailbag. So Jack's headlines: <laughs> Key and Fahey, boy is he back. 
and better than ever. I vowed that I would stop talking about Kean Fahey, but it's just like I can't. I can't do it. So uh, Kean is back on Twitter, and he's back putting out trash content. And I just swear to God, he's why he's he's he is watching a different motherfucking sport like i i listen i understand some people in this business like do things to get clicks like the fact that he puts the shit out and then uh, it's just it's embarrassing it's 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 another embarrassment what he does on a on a, on a, on a every day he puts out content it's just trash so um for example and i don't know if anyone has seen this yet but shout out to pat causey on on twitter because he put this side by side together and it was key in Going up, going up against the the fifty NFL head coaches and executives. So um, both ranked the top twenty five quarterbacks. And um, so again, Key and Fahey, certified moron versus NFL head coaches and executives. So Key and Keyan's rankings: one Aaron Rodgers, two Drew Brees, three Tom Brady, four Matt Ryan, five Dak Prescott, <laughs> uh, six Marcus Mariota, seven Andrew Luck, eight Cam Newton, nine Mitch Trubisky. Who had had like sixty three yards in a, in, a, in a complete NFL game in twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen, where it's all about passing? Mitch Trubisky, number nine. Philip Rivers, number ten. Ryan Tannehill, who hasn't played in a year, at number eleven. Tyrod Taylor, who is dog shit. Uh, Russell Wilson at thirteen. Like I, Jesus Christ. Uh, and then Carson coming at fourteen, of course, as Carson slander continues. Alex Smith at 15, Big Ben at 16, Jacoby Brissett at 17, Andy Dalton at 18, Jared Goff at 19, Eli Manning number 20, Jimmy G <laughs> number 21, like what? Uh, Stafford 22, Foles 23, Cousins 24, and Deshaun Watson 25. To, uh, comparing that to the NFL head coaches and executives, one Aaron Rodgers, two Tom Brady, three Drew Brees, four Big Ben, Five Matt Ryan, six Russell Wilson, seven Matt Stafford, eight Philip Rivers, nine Carson Wentz. Now this is also bullshit. Like like Matthew Stafford in, in in no circumstance should ever be ahead of Carson Wentz for actual quarterback play. Like it's that's a, a trash opinion. Uh, Flip flop those two. Um, Matt Ryan, move him down. Like if you want to have Carson six and Russell Wilson five, I personally think Carson Wentz is better than Big Ben at this point. But like whatever. He is not number nine below Matt Stafford. Anyway, so, uh, and then you have Luck at 10, Cam Newton at, at 11, Derek Carr at 12, Jimmy G at 13, Watson 14, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, Eli, Dak Prescott. Like, the like the fact that, the fact that Kean is sitting there and putting Dak Prescott top five is just, like, why does this guy do this? Like, no credibility, all credibility is dead, all, it's just, it, he's watching a different sport. There's there's no other there's no better way to put it than than Key and Fahey is just watching a different sport than we're all watching and doesn't know what he's watching and is is pretty much an utter embarrassment. So Key is back and boy is he better than ever. Uh, pre-snap reads. Hopefully that site's dead because he doesn't know, he doesn't know what a pre-snap read is. Um, man, just the 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 king, the king of trolling and being an utter embarrassment in this industry is back. So awesome stuff, Kean. You uh, you did it again, kid. Another thing that happened last week, Tom Brady has a higher catch rating than Nick Foles, which feels like a troll job by by the Madden the, the Madden folks. Like n- Philly's really good about being triggered very quickly. Like Philly Twitter, Eagles Twitter, Philly sports Twitter as a whole, no one gets fucking triggered easier than 
<laughs> than Eagles and Philly Twitter. And Colin Coward has been the key, the, the king of it for years of just being able to get under our skin so badly that we just tweet off the just hate hate at them. Um, and I feel like that's what the Madden people are doing here because like how can you how can you live with their with live with yourself if you're putting Tom Brady with a higher catch rating than Nick Foles? Nick Foles caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl and Tom Brady dropped it. Like that should be like I understand catch rating is not that important for quarterbacks. Some say it's the most important thing to 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 rate quarterbacks. The fact that one guy caught it and one guy didn't should like for a quarterback should automatically have his catch rate higher than the other. Like that just seems like basic math. Like I think that's I think that's ridiculous. So um, Tom Brady higher rating than, than, than Nick Foles is, is an elaborate troll job by the man, folks. Carson got married, and Carson got married. He's using the same caterer, or he used the same caterer that I am using for my wedding because it's a it's a part of the catering company's. Um, properties is where Carson got married. So the people eating the food at my wedding are going to be eating the same food that Carson Wentz ate, which like, I mean, that's, that's worth the price of admission in and of itself. Now I got chicken and I really hope that Carson got chicken so we can both share our love of chicken. So Carson got married last week. Um, and then he went on his honeymoon to Greece and I'm in a bit of a tricky spot here because Carson Carson now has, has, has gotten laid. So Carson has gotten laid. I can't tell if it's going to help or hurt his game. And on one hand, all the pent-up aggression is is gone. And it's, maybe his head's clearer now, and he can, he can move on that. But now he also got a, a little taste, and maybe that's not what, all he's going to think about, and it's going to distract him from his quarterback play. So I don't know what to think. I don't know where I'm at. On one hand, I think, you know, the, the release of the aggression is going to, it could be good for his game, calm him down, keep him in the pocket. Maybe he's not scrambling as much. And he's going to think about, hey, I got to, I got to, I got to protect myself for the future. On the other hand, maybe that's a bad thing. And maybe he's thinking about it all the time. I don't know, man. He's a first timer, so mm, I think there's something to be said. I, I I don't know. I can't get a good read on it. We'll see how he starts out his season. Um, and finally, shout out to Tom Kelly, a a producer here, or a uh, part time host here, a on site producer here at WIP. He was at the Taylor Swift concert on Saturday, and T Swizzle on her Saturday show did not congratulate the Eagles on winning the Super Bowl. Now I think if you you know, you, you're from Reading. You claim to be hashtag from here. And you should congratulate them on both shows. I understand that on Friday Night Taylor Swift that you did congratulate the Eagles. But you got to do that on back-to-back nights. You don't have the same crowd on both nights. And Tom Kelly, reporting live from the link, said that she did not congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles on winning the Super Bowl. And I think that is it's a bad look for T-Swizz. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Taylor Swift guy. But guess what? She lost a fan that wasn't a fan in me. So um, really embarrassing stuff from Taylor Swift, not congratulating the Eagles in their own house with Jeff Lurie there. Now, I don't know if he's at Friday's show or Saturday's show. I think he's at Friday's show. So I guess she let up that, you know, Lurie is not there on Saturday. I don't have to congratulate the Eagles. Well, guess what, Taylor? If you knew anything about playing to a crowd, you would pump up the Eagles because they just won the Super Bowl. So come on. 
Act like you act like you've been there before, Tay. Training camp is uh, officially among us starting tomorrow or the 25th or Wednesday, whatever time you start listening to this podcast. Um, and it is it's weird. So I am not like fully ready for Eagles training camp because I just can't get past last season. I, I I I can't get past it yet. I'm not ready to move on from those guys. I understand that most of those guys are going to be back, but it's just like it's weird. Like the buzz around training camp is just it's just not the same. Usually we're dying for training camp to get here, but now they win, and it's just like I want to bask in last year for almost ever. And I wonder if maybe by game one it might be, it might take until game one to 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 really get past last season. It's it's weird. I hope the players aren't feeling that way. I'm just saying that. In the trust tree, you know, or I, I didn't preface this by saying we're in the trust tree, but it's almost like the, the Super Bowl take, took away some of my buzz for training camp. However, what will get me into training camp is <laughs> buying into every single training camp story. So it's 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 buying into training camp stories, stories season. Um, last year was Nelson Aguilar and turned out to be completely right. Uh, the year before was Paul Turner and turned out to be uh, completely wrong. It is, it is that time of the year and... I don't know about you, but I talk myself into every single training camp story. And maybe that's what's going to get me out of my malaise here is that I will have to talk myself into every single training camp story because that's usually what I do every year. And mostly it's it turns out horribly because it, it, things just go awry. But uh, now that they won the Super Bowl, that, that undrafted rookie, steal. Corey Clement, steal. And here's another thing um, that I, I'm ready to announce and and – you know, I feel, I feel good about this. Um, I've slandered this man for long enough, uh, but I just want to get it out there before training camp starts. Corey Clement is like one of my five favorite Eagles. I I love Corey Clement so much, and the fact that people don't think he could be a, a bell horse back, uh, a bell cow back, um, is, is a little bit concerning. So I am I am putting away the 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 my Cowboys fan hatred in my heart. And moving past it with Corey Clement, um, Corey Clement is a, is a great eagle, and it's just for the longest time the the idea of the Eagles getting an undrafted rookie um, and turning him into a starter or a really good player. It's like that's the way I viewed a healthy franchise, and them turning Corey Clement into a really solid player and him also just being awesome. Um, it's something that I've been feeling for a while. And I'm glad that I could finally come out and, and state to all of you out there that um, Corey Clement is one of my five favorite Eagles. And I think he's going to go down as a legend in this town. He's going to go down as like a like a chooch kind of legend, like a Carlos Ruiz level of legend where, you know, Carlos Ruiz wasn't the, the best player on those Phillies teams. But he was a very, very crucial part of those Phillies teams. And just everyone loved chooch. And everyone loves Corey Clement. And I, I, it feels like that's where we're heading. But um, this year, you know, there's a there's a, a plethora of undrafted free agents who are who are um, ready to just to just get storylined out, and I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, I'm also very much looking forward to a terrible training camp from Josh Sweat, who uh, is, is has a terrible football name, just a god awful football name. He is he is going to be a bust. You heard it here first. But happy training camp, folks. All right, let's get to the Counterpoint Mailbag, which you can always email at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. 
Uh, if you have like thoughts during the week that you want to get out, uh, that's probably the best way to do it because Twitter, I, I won't always check. Um, so the first one here is from Jay Arnold. And uh, for Jay's question here, I'm going to elicit uh, some help from our friend, James Seltzer. So, Jay, since you asked about James Seltzer in your in your in your question here for the Counterpoint mailbag, I figured you know I got to bring him on. So James Seltzer is here. <laughs> he is uh, he's going to help you out, Jay, because James is a, is a is a helping man, and James is also in the trust tree. And you know, Jay asked for the trust tree, so I you know I brought on James Seltzer, and James is here ready for your question. So so this is from Jay Arnold, James. Um, he I said, "I can't wait." What up, Jay? He said, he said, uh, hey, Jack, trust tree. It is 5 a.m. Everything is okay, but I've just awoken from a terrible dream. In the dream, I had just scored a goal in the World Cup and was entertaining uh, foreign World, World Cup guests at a sports bar that James Seltzer happened to be at. In the, oh. dr- in the dream, I was super excited to show my friends the Eagles chant, but James only needed to record the letters E and G for his show. So he would, have just, so he would just shout out the letters E and G while taking selfies. Then, James and the rest of the bar got mad at me for trying to do the entire Eagles chance while he was recording. Even though it was only a dream, I feel as if, I, if James tarnished my World Cup goal, embarrassed me in front of my foreign friends, and committed the ultimate crime by only doing two letters of the Eagles chant. My, my question is, how upset should I be with James about this? Also, does he owe me a beer in real life or just an Eagles chant should we ever meet? So, James, what do you think? Ah, it's a great question, Jay. And um, there's a lot, a lot going on here, Jack, with this question. My initial thought is I absolutely owe Jay a beer. I think that goes without saying. Um, otherwise, that's a pretty freaking crazy trap going on that dream. I'm trying not to curse there. I almost dropped some, some F-bombs. Well, um, I mean, it's counterpoint, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with this dream, Jack. <laughs> that is a, Jay, you might want to talk to a therapist. That is my first thought. I feel like there's a lot going on here, a lot of weird shit happening in your brain right now, which I like. I'm all for weird shit happening in brain. But, um, look, all right, first and foremost, the Eagles chant thing, you've got to dig deeper, Jack. What could this mean? What does this mean that he can only say two letters, the Eagles chant? And why, why am I the facilitator of this? Um, here's my best thought. I got nothing. This isn't a ridiculously absurd question. Jay, I love that your mind went here. I love that you are dreaming about me, which is kind of weird, but I like it. Huh. Um, but I, I really don't know what to say. I'm kind of floored, Jack. I'm kind of floored by this whole situation. Are you honored? Um, are you honored that you're in his Yeah, dream? of course I'm honored. The man is dreaming about me, Jack. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, even if it's twisted. I do agree, though, that no matter what, I owe him a beer. And probably an Eagles chant. Um, so I think that that is a clear takeaway from this whole situation that is my fault somehow, some way. Uh, I'm willing to take the responsibility. Unlike others, Jack, when it's my fault, I'm willing to say it's my fault. I'm willing to take that on me. So my bad, Jay. I feel really bad about this. I feel really bad that I put you in this spot where these dreams are happening. Here's my bigger thing, though. Here's my bigger thing. Um, why do you care about the World Cup? That's a that's a good question. Now, right? Now, now, this is gonna this is gonna anger many of my European listeners to the podcast or uh, Australian listeners to the podcast. I don't care about soccer. I don't understand soccer. I think it's <laughs> a, 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 it's vastly mostly a, a boring sport that like 
I don't know. I hate all the gym class sports that I can just play in gym class, like lacrosse, soccer. I put them all in the same category, trying to kick a ball into a net or trying to get a ball into the net. Just has never done it for me. So um, why are you dreaming about the World Cup? There's more important sports. See, that's what I'm saying. You should be dreaming about, you know, football or something like that. Not that football, our football, the real football. Yeah, they, I hate yeah. it when people say, I hate it when they're football, that's actually soccer. No, that's fucking soccer. All right? I don't care what they called it before. It's just football. This is America. We play football here with pads and a pigskin jacket. But, however, if you like soccer, you can continue to like soccer. We're going to call it soccer because I've grown up on calling it soccer and football has never made sense to me because uh, I think in only my brain and my brain only. Uh, but, Jay, I hope that James helped answer your question. I did. Let's not lie to the man, yeah. Jack. I did nothing for him. I think you, hurt, is, I think you hurt his feelings more than helped his feelings. I think, a, I, I, think, yeah, I think you probably wasted his time, probably wasted everyone's time. I love that you called me about it, but I feel like it was just a giant waste of time. Jack. Well, counterpoint in and of itself is, <laughs> is a giant waste of everyone's time. <laughs> That's like time. the tagline, right? That's yeah. pretty good. I like that. It's, what are Either we, way... I, my big takeaway is I owe Jay a beer. Because yes. even whatever the reason, whatever I did in the dream, the man is dreaming about me. The least I could do is buy him a beer. That's how I feel. I am very pro buying beers for all members of the trust tree. So me too. Next, me too. Next time we all get together, there will be many beers flowing, and I have no problem buying. Sound good? Uh, Sound Jack, good. Jackie, Jackie Big Bucks over yeah, here. Yeah, right? you know me. You know me. The <laughs> Counterpoint Podcast pays out, baby. It's that evening show, money. Look yes. Some say it's the most important show. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, uh, thanks for thanks for having on. Jay, a pleasure. Uh, thank you for hearing me about it. So, Jay, I hope that helped. It probably didn't, but maybe it did. <laughs> maybe it did. Uh, from John Barber. Hey, Jack, seeing as it is summer, what are some of your favorite lawn backyard games to play? You strike me as a big cornhole slash bago guy. So first off, on the cornhole issue, it is cornhole is not bago. Whoever says bago can just get out because bago is a trash name for cornhole. Um, and yes, I am the this, – this has been underreported, but I am the best cornhole player east of the Mississippi. I, I do not think anyone is better at cornhole than me on the east coast i am really fucking good at cornhole so i am a large cornhole man and it's not bago and anyone that says bago can just leave and get out um from randy harn hey jack as a disease eagles fan i believe it is our dream to watch the eagles games with our spouses kids grandparents uh and parents but this wonderful girl, who is a Seahawks fan, has absolutely swept me off my feet and stole my heart. She's a little stubborn on switching to an Eagles fan, but will root for them with me. How do I get her to completely swing to our side? I haven't taken her to a game yet. I need to trust Trey's advice on how to swing her. Um, thanks to, well, listen, how to swing her, not not you be turning into a swinger, Randy. Um, thanks, Jack, and go birds. Um, see, I don't know. I don't know if you if you have to swing her. Like, I think it's almost... It, it creates an interesting dynamic in the household. Like if See, here's the thing. If, if she's a real Seahawks fan, I think it could be a lot of fun. Now, uh, you have to set out a precedent saying that our kids will be Eagles fans uh, and not Seahawks fans. But if she's a real Eagles fan, or a real Seahawks fan, I think it's almost fun to have that, that little bit of tension in the household. Always got to have a little bit of tension. Um, uh, now... 
listen, if she's a real Seahawks fan, you guys can like argue about it and mess around on game day. And if they play each other, it almost adds like a fun little dynamic to the, to the relationship. I don't think a girl rooting for a, another team is is really a death sentence unless it's a Cowboys fan girl. Like that's just that's that's a, that's a different story or a Redskins or Giants. Like that's a different story. That's just like you can't do that. <laughs> like you just you just can't do it because then it's like divisional stuff and divisional stuff gets heated. But like Seahawks you know, the Legion of Boom is dead. Now, if she's a real Eagles fan, or, uh, God, I keep messing that up. If she's a real Seahawks fan, I think that'd be fun. Now, if she's like a Fugazi, only watches on Sundays, and doesn't like freak out when big things happen in the game, you know, then it, sh- then it should be a, a convincing a convincing conversation. Be like, hey, um, listen, you and I both know. Like, you have to sit down. You, you sit her down and say, you and I both know that this whole Seahawks thing isn't real. And the Eagles are a very important part of me. And you know, being an Eagles fan and growing up an Eagles fan is one of life's greatest joys. And I just, I don't know if I can be someone who on Sundays when she just randomly sees a, across the ticker on the bottom of the screen that the Seahawks are winning and then tries to rub it in my face when the Eagles are losing. Uh, I, I can't live with someone that's going to like try to do that to me because I think that's just disrespectful and um, and 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 embarrassing for a future spouse. Now, uh, if she is sitting there watching the Seahawks game while you have the Eagles on like your iPad or on or you have the, obviously you have the TV on, she's watching the Seahawks on her iPad. Like that's a little different. But if she's like a fugazi, sees the ticker and starts talking shit, listen, Randy, I think that's a conversation you got to have with her. So, um, really, Randy, this is this is for you to have. You need to understand if she's a disease Eagles fan or not. Honestly, or a disease Seahawks fan or not, Randy. What I want you to do is I want you to email me back, follow up with me. Um, and just, just, just tell me if she's a real, a real Seahawks fan or not. If she's not, I think it's time to have a little sit down talk, have a little sit down talk and say, Hey, you and I both know this isn't real. The Eagles mean a lot to me. Come on over to the dark side and our future kids are going to be Eagles fans. So, uh, Randy follow up. Also, if you're on Twitter, Randy, add your at, uh, your, your Twitter and, uh, the trust tree will get in contact with you <laughs> from, uh, Andrew, Rarman. Um, what's up, Jack? Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Is that like the new first-time long-time? I kind of like it. Um, I need your opinion as both Eagles fans are and Johnny Appleseed of the Trust Tree on a question I recently came up with. Here in the city of brotherly love, we are truly blessed to have arguably the GOAT mascot across all sports in the iconic Philly Fanatic. While I like Swoop, um, while watching Phillies games and seeing the hilarious antics of the Fanatic, I can't help but wish the Eagles had a legendary bona fide Hall of Famer for a mascot like the Fanatic. Which leads me to my, my to my question: What former or current players, coaches, or personnel affiliated with the Eagles would you be willing to trade for the Fanatic? I was thinking Buddy Ryan or Deuce might be suitable trade par- partners. I asked my friend, a Bears fan, and he was the most the player he's most willing to give up was William Refrigerator Perry, which I thought was a laughably low, even with his fame and memorable touchdown on the '85 Super Bowl. Do you agree? Keep up the great work and trust. Uh, keep up the great work in the trust tree and fly Eagles fly, Andrew from maniac so we're just we're just giving up buddy ryan for the fanatic eh see here's the thing about mascots in football like with baseball and i love baseball but like like there's so much downtime in between pitches and like the the fanatic can come out and you know do his little you know belly thing and and get the crowd excited and do his claps and 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 sit on people and that's great like that's what makes the fanatic the fanatic when I'm watching a football game or I'm at a football game, 
Like I don't I don't even want the cheerleaders there. Like I don't want the cheerleaders. I don't want a mascot. I am strictly there for business. Like the Eagles are not a a a fun like they're not a fun social event for me whereas most baseball games are social events and they're fun to go to with all your friends drink beers have food and 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 watch the game eagles games are dead serious like dead fucking serious so you know like i would i would trade something for a cool mascot so for like the social events um around town but if if i'm talking about the in-game experience I don't. I would rather be no mascot. Like I don't want any mascot. I don't want any cheerleaders. I just want the game. And that might sound like me being a miserable old fuck, but that's just how. It's exactly how I feel about mascots with football. And I'm sorry that I can't fully answer your question um, because I just I don't like mascots in football. Um, Stephen Costopolis. Hey Jack, my name is Steven. <laughs> I was born and raised in Dallas. However, I've been an Eagles fan as far back as I can remember. My dad is a Redskins fan, so the Cowboys hatred was instilled in me at a young age. My uncle is a Giants fan, and the rest of the family are all Cowboys fans. I chose to be the odd man out and chose the Eagles. Although I don't remember the previous Super Bowl loss, I was, however, in Philly at the Fillmore with John, Trey, and James, and yes, I did cry. Okay, that's, that's a good way to save yourself. I would consider myself a diseased Eagles fan and have listened to every episode released from BGN. Um, before I can call myself an official diseased Eagles fan, I felt the need to ask you if I'm accepted into the trust tree regardless of where I live. I look forward to your response and hopefully can be a verified diseased Eagles fan. Thanks again, Jack, and go Birds. So... Whew, Steven, buddy. Now, it's not your fault that you're born and raised in Dallas. Um, your dad's a Redskins fan, and and your uncle's a Giants fan, and everyone else is Cowboys fans. Like, that sounds like an interesting family dynamic. But, now, Steven, I would usually say that you are not a diseased Eagles fan. But I think that the fact that you came all the way up here to Philadelphia to be at the Fillmore with John, Trey, and James, and the fact that you did cry, and you were you 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 bought a plane ticket, you came up here from Dallas, and because you, you knew, because Stephen, you're smart, and you knew that if I would call you a fake fan if you just stayed in Dallas and then like high five, you know yourself because there's no other Eagles fans in Dallas. Well, there there is, but like you know what I mean. It's not like a part of being a, in a, in a city and being a part of the culture and being instilled in that culture and all that fun stuff. The fact that you wanted to be around that, I think, is very impressive, impressive Stephen. And um, no bones about it. I think you are a diseased Eagles fan. You are verified. Welcome to the Brotherhood, buddy. Um, from Stephen Merkilly. Um, hey, Jack, as a Disease Eagles fan and avid listener of CounterPoint, I want to fill you in on my awesome situation. I am engaged and I've begun planning my wedding, which is set for May 2019. Best of luck at your own wedding. Well, thank you, Steve. Um, on Monday, it moved. <laughs> it moved when I found out that Carson Wentz just so happened to get married at the same wedding venue as my fiance and I have booked for next summer. I was so surprised and happy to hear this and needed to consult the Eagles fan czar. So, Steve, um, me and you are also sharing the same catering company. So that's pretty crazy because I know he was at the lake house. I'm getting married at Welkenwire or Welkenweir. So they're all part of the same little family there, Steve. So you got you have Carson and you have the trust tree at your wedding. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty good. That's, that's good work by you, Steve. Um, so he says, question for you. Do I need to do some sort of Wentz tribute at the wedding? As by then, he will have led us to our second Super Bowl in two years. What would you do in my situation? So I thought about this and... I think the best thing to do was before you have your, uh, when you're, when the food is being like blessed or whatever, 
just tell i think the best way to do it would just be to tell the the pastor to say that oh you're also uh you're on hallowed grounds for our sacred carson Wentz also got married in the same venue and you are sitting steve on the seat on the throne that carson sat on i think i think to to work work that into the to the prayer over the whole ceremony steve that's that's what i would do all right, from Andrew Sissons. Uh, hey, Jack, I think this topic might have died, so feel free to disregard this if we're no longer trying to figure it out. But I was re-watching this Super Bowl mic'd up video and thought the best, perhaps the best way to identify whether someone who says, or the best way to identify whether someone who says go birds to you in public is a diseased Eagles fan or someone who just casually watches Eagles games could be a reply to you want Philly Philly? And if they pause for about two seconds and then say, yeah, let's do it, then you know they didn't just watch the Super Bowl and pack it up for seven to eight months. Now, Andrew, I think that is a fantastic fucking idea like it's a great idea so i think i think we're gonna have to i think we're gonna have we're gonna make we're gonna make counterpoint shirts and they're gonna say uh are you in the trust tree there's gonna be that but i think this is a really interesting way to, to distinguish whether someone's a fake or not if someone says go to birds to you in public and you come back with you want philly philly and they come back with well what, what do you mean or they or they say yeah and they don't say it they don't say, yeah, let's do it, then they can just get out. They can just get right out. I think that's fair. That's a good, that's a good one by you, Andrew. I, I agree. It's officially enacted. Um, from our buddy Teddy Buriani. Uh, hey, Jack, sorry about the name confusion the other week. You're right about my name. Theodore is a mouthful. I am very much a Teddy, but I guess it showed up as Theodore because that's my student email address. Anyway, uh, I, I'm thinking of getting a Jake Elliott jersey for this upcoming year. I know that he's a kicker, and getting his jersey is probably super lame, but I was trying to explore the unbeaten path and not get a Wentz or Alshon jersey like everyone else has. Besides, this kid already has four franchise records and three NFL rookie records, and he's in all... He's, <laughs> He's in all actuality the clutchest kicker in NFL history. You're wrong if you disagree. So as far as kickers go, he's pretty awesome. My only concern is that the post-Akers era, the Eagles haven't had a great track record of continuity for kickers, and I don't want another Cody Parkey situation where I get all excited about another stud rookie kicker who is then off the team in the next season. So I was wondering your thoughts on the Elliott jersey, and if it's terrible, what other jersey recommendations would you have? So it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I was thinking about the same thing because the Eagles really haven't had, like they would have these unbelievable kicker seasons and then they'd be gone. Like Parkey was unbelievable and then Sturgis was really good. And then now Jake Elliott, we're just assuming is going to be the next guy, but like the guy, the guy misses extra points all the time, uh, which is not that big of a deal. He also is money from 40 and out. So he's, he's really, really good. I love Jake Elliott. I, however, I just kicker jerseys are just an embarrassment. Like, it's just like, come on, like we can do better than a kicker jersey. I legitimately believe that a Corey Clement jersey would be awesome. I think it would be interesting. And he's one of two rookies to ever have 100 yards in a, in a Super Bowl. And I think it'd just be a cool jersey to own. I would be very proud walking around in a Corey Clement jersey because he's dope. So, yeah, Corey, I would go with Corey Clement if I had to choose one. From uh, James, West, James Westfall. Uh, Jack, I'm very deep into the trust tree. I have a five-year-old son, Colton. Since the day he was born, he has had a minimum one Eagles jersey of his own. But to this day, when he watches games with me, he tells me that he likes the blue team because blue is his favorite color. This wouldn't pose as much of a problem if he said yellow or orange, but blue is just so much of a problem. Our whole family just took a drive from Columbus, Ohio to be in Philly to watch the greatest game of our lives and spill into the streets. He attended the parade with me, his six-month-old sister, and my wife, but I still couldn't shake this blue team issue. Do I have to give up my son for adoption? Or do I just hope that it'll work itself out uh, with enough lifelong influence? 
J- James, I, th- I think I think you picked up the wrong kid at <laughs> at the hospital. Oh, so the blue team issue is a is a real problem. It's a real problem, as we all know. The Cowboys are the blue team, but I think I think he's young enough. But the, the fact that you're the fact that you've been so honed in on making sure that he's not a Cowboys fan or not a a fan of the blue team, and he still just is like, I like the blue team. You know, that's that's a bad look. However, I think that kids now, unless like me, I was always a Philly guy. But like when I liked I liked the Cardinals because I liked their hats and stuff and. And there's certain teams that you're drawn to because of how they look. Now, I think you, J- James, I think you have until he's 10. I think you have until he's 10. So you have a five-year grace period before you give him up for adoption. Um, you have five years to instill in him that, no, we don't pick teams based off the color. Okay? We, we don't we do not do that in the Westfall household. So um, you have five years to get your son right and make sure that he is a fan of the Midnight Green team or the Kelly Green team and all that fun stuff. So five years, by the time he's 10, he needs to make sure that that shit is cut off. Okay? I think that's I think that's a fair grace period. Um, all right. So from at Jack Fritz fans, yes, I have a burner account. No, I don't know who it is, but he really likes the podcast. So if you want to follow at Jack Fritz fans, go ahead and do it. I'm. I don't know what else to say. Uh, CP question: Who is the best offensive lineman on the team? Could make an argument for all four of them, in my opinion. Wiz, Wiz would be uh, a lot more appreciated to on other teams. Well, um, I think a healthy Jason Peters is the best, but uh, Lane Johnson is far and away the the best uh, offensive lineman on this team. Um, from Pierogi Boy at Pitkowski. Hey Jack, I'm an Eagles fan that lives in northern northern West Virginia. Um, but I'm getting ready to move to Colorado for graduate school. Am I wrong for heading into this move having no recollection of any beef between Eagles and Broncos fans, or should I bed ready for the shit talk? Go Birds. Um, yeah, well, we both got to enjoy Brian Dawkins, which is interesting. Um, we also just won the Super Bowl. So, like, you have this grace period now where if you move to anywhere else in the country and say I'm an Eagles fan – you're also Super Bowl champion, and teams have to respect that. Um, I think you're safe going into Broncos country. It's in Denver. Like, they're kind of believing in Case Keenum, which I just feel so bad for them. So, listen, be easy on them up there. You're a Super Bowl champion. They are not. Their their window has pretty much evaporated. Um, you you definitely have a leg up for at least the next five years. But don't stay out there for too long. Um, from Brian Coulter, our friend Brian Coulter, who has been very snarky with me on Twitter, been taking a lot of shots, and I think he thinks he's better than me. So we gotta nip that in the bud. But Brian snuck his way onto the counterpoint mailbag pod <laughs> mailbag. <clears throat> so he says training camp starts this week. Over the years, the anticipation of this would routinely eclipse everything else in the city, but is obviously a distant third right now uh, behind the Phillies and Sixers. Was the Super Bowl the vaccine for the disease fan? It feels like it right now. Yeah, I'm, I started off the podcast talking about it. Like I'm just not super pumped for training camp because I'm just still thinking about last season and I know the disease fan in me is going to have to get past that and and get ready for this team but I'm just not there yet I'm sorry I'm just not there yet um from Lonis 
Uh, in honor of the Kyle Corver rumors, do you have any favorite Philly sports Kyles? If you could take any Kyle from history, real or fictional, and put him on the Eagles, who do you pick? So, um, very excited by the potential of Kyle Corver coming to the Sixers because I haven't stopped thinking about uh, Ben Simmons running the break and having uh, out to his side JJ Redick or Kyle Corver, and then it's just game over. Like, how do you defend that? I don't know how you defend that. But if I had to choose one, I'm going fictional because I looked in the list and there's not many great Kyles. Uh, I'm going with Kyle Chandler. Who was the Friday Night Lights head coach? Um, just add him to the coaching staff. Don't know if he knows anything about real football, but in that show he did. Actually, you know, I'm not even going to try to lie to you. I didn't watch Friday Night Lights. However, I have seen some clips, and he seems like he knows what he's talking about. And I would just want him on my coaching staff. Is it embarrassing that I haven't watched Friday Night Lights? I don't know. You let me know. But I just never watched it, so I'm sorry. From Eric Hernandez... Uh, which former eagle do you? Which former eagle did you hate as an eagle? For me, it was Byron Maxwell. Yeah, I mean that's a good answer. I was very early on the Demarco sucks, and I hated Demarco Murray. Like hated Demarco Murray. So um, when he slid, I was done. I just thought he was. I I really really hated <laughs> Demarco Murray. Um, from Saint John Saint Saint John the Baptist. Who are you most excited for about this in this Phillies farm system? Just saw Medina yesterday, and he looked good. Very psyched for the Phillies. So I love when we have some Phillies-Eagles crossover. It makes me very happy. Um, I am most excited for Sixto Sanchez because I have adopted him as my son, and I think he's going to be Pedro Martinez 2.0. So I am very in on Sixto Sanchez. That's going to do it for this episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. Uh, I will be back breaking down all the best training camp storylines next week. Your second record, and it's the song you wrote. Uh, yes, I write most.